Art and Jacob Do America, a proud member of the Podbelly Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 113 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. This week, we discuss Castle Huska. Castle Huska, also known as the Gateway to Hell. We discuss the history of this enchanted chateau. Now, before we jump into this week's topic, we are thrilled to announce that we are now a part of the Podbelly Network. You can find us there at podbelly.com. You can also find podcasts similar and also better than this podcast there as well. So with that said, everybody, enjoy the show. You know what we should invest in? A stick. What's going on with that? Just rotate your phone. Oh, uh, we should be good. Oh, there okay. we go. We're, We're live. Yep. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Right. Well, let's get ready to rumble. Introducing the chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to mind right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome the Mexican Fred Durst to ladies the Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> chocolate starfish. Oh, put your hands up. Kiss my starfish. <laughs> Well, with that said, everybody, welcome to episode 113. We welcome to this week a very special guest to my right. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is uh, Vincent Cruz. I'm uh, I'm whatever you need me to be, really. That no. that is. Uh, <laughs> that's, Are you a male prostitute? Well, well, that sounds very sexual. I mean, if you want to take it to that place, yeah, sure. How are your rates? Um, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Oh, oh you boozy, huh? A little bit. High class escort <laughs> over here. And to my left, my illustrious host, Mr. Uh, Art LeBrown Recluse Trejo. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? All I'm right. feeling energetic. How are you feeling, Jacob? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I had almost almost a whole pot of coffee today. Oh, God. I haven't had coffee in a while now. So Really? I don't know. It's the salt of the earth for me, man. I need it, man. I'm uh, and by a while, I mean uh, January. So. Ooh, shit. <laughs> he so kept that New Year's resolution, months. huh? Well, it's either that or, like, be all jittery and trouble. <laughs> me, anxiety, I'm like, nervous. I'm, like, fucking uh, yesterday. It's been, like, 107, 105 degrees outside, and I'm out there like a fucking idiot doing yard work for fucking eight hours. So, like, I needed that extra boost of caffeine today, so. Yeah, I, I forgot about my cup of coffee this morning. I started making it, and then I started, you know, going over my notes and get ready just to, like, I'm, I'm cramming before a big test. And, and then I remember my cup of coffee that I left cooling off in the kitchen. It was you, nice, though. Do you drink it hot? Uh, normally I do, but it wasn't bad, you know, uh-huh. cooled off because, you know, it's fucking hot. Yeah, I, I have to yeah. have mine iced because I need to Even in the winter, shit. I used to drink mine iced. Yeah, it's just I just need that caffeine just right into the veins. Like, if there was, like, a caffeine, like... Um, um, Hook it to my veins. What is that? IV or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd totally invest in that. So, guys, if you want to send us anything, send us cash first and foremost. But if you want, (laughs) you can send me a coffee IV. I'd surely appreciate it. Speaking of just a regular IV bag, working, fill it with coffee. Just an empty bag, a pre-used empty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> from fucking Foods Co. or yeah. something like that. Oh, I was gonna say from like one of those shitty hospitals, some black market kidney thief. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just pay one of the orderlies. You know, huh. give give me an empty bag. Give me the bag. <laughs> give me the bag. I know you're just gonna throw them away anyways. Yeah. Vincent, what are you drinking here? That can't uh, be ignored I'm, anymore. I'm having this Centennial Ale uh, that you brought over. That's usual, but what is this? Uh, <laughs> this is just you know a little bit of tequila. That's the fanciest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. I, I brought a little snifter to drink my tequila out of. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, that's not watching this on video. <laughs> he he takes out a flask. Oh, you have a, a Sue sticker at the bottom. Of it. That's cool. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, I'd show it to you, but you know what happened. No. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. trying to get wild and crazy The here. beast. Unleash the beast. So speaking of unleashing the beast, Vincent, would you like to tell us what we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about Hoska Castle. Mm. Not so, Huska, not Hauska. Huska. Hoska. Not Hoska. Chad Muska. <laughs> Chad Muska. <laughs> I think he actually did crawl out of that hole, so uh, that's really? a nice segue. Makes sense, though. He is it, a beast. This reminded me of Chad Muska. I was like, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hogg legend didn't yeah, live forever. He crawled back into the hole. Possibly. Yeah. So how did you hear about this? Because I had no clue about this. Uh, this is just one of those things, like, I was on Twitter, and there was this, someone reposted something from this uh, Twitter handle called, uh, I think it was, like, Unexplained Mysteries or something like that. Like, there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. All kind of knockoffs of each other. And it is itself, like, a knockoff of, you know, like, creepypasta. They're just posting a bunch of, like, creepy stories and stuff. And one of them I saw was this, uh, it's called The Gateway to Hell. Mm-hmm. He said that there was this castle that had been built around this uh, open open hole, this portal to hell. I was like, oh, I got to see this place. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some pictures of it, and I was really not impressed. Mm-hmm. It's just a giant box, like a concrete <laughs> box. Mm-hmm. But they um, say, so, you know, it's haunted, and I'm really into hauntings, um, mostly because I think my house is haunted. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> like, a lot of people say this when they come over. Um, my brother-in-law still won't go into the guest room. Um just weird things would happen like just screws would come loose like you'd go to pull a cabinet door and like the door would just come off and you put wow. what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because your house is right next to a very old church is that correct Are you still over there uh, yeah the- over there by oph my house mm-hmm. is pretty old too it was like built in in the 20s it's got mm-hmm. a it's got a little door for like the milkman to put the milk in oh, oh wow, wow. And, like, there's a separate house built off to the side. It's where the maid would live. It's the maid's quarters, which is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just remember one time when I was a kid, like, uh, we had our dog inside, and she was just, you know, being a dog. And then she just stops at the hallway. And her, like, her hackles go up, and she's just barking at nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, oh, that that was freaky. Which uh-huh. is crazy, because, like, when you watch some of the videos or the lore about Hauska, Hauska? Hoska. 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 Yeah, that's the thing that got me, too, was the dogs that just, mm-hmm. like, go nuts there. Yeah. And that's always, like, my my indicator of, like, yeah, people can feel, you know, weird about places and whatnot. Maybe that's just your own nerves. Like, you walk into a place that's supposedly haunted and, you know, you're going in with that mindset. And you're going to maybe see things because you're more, you know, inclined. Mm-hmm. But dogs, dogs just, you know, they operate on instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's like kind of like when we had the earthquake like our dogs like i have four dogs and they were all going crazy before the earthquake and i was like what the hell is going on is somebody at the door like is somebody partying in the backyard next to us or whatever and that's all i thought it was and then all of a sudden you just see like the pool like sloshing out of control (laughs) and whatnot and they were just like freaking out and it's like very true like with animals like they they just have like that sixth sense so that's kind of like where my bullshit meter was just like Okay, maybe there's a little bit something more to this story because you always hear about like the portal to hell. Um, wh- one portal to hell, which we might cover in a future episode, maybe like a hundred episodes from now, was like Stoll Cemetery, and whatnot. You start reading some of these legend or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay, these are just bored ass people, like in the middle of nowhere. It's like, like, oh, it's just a sinkhole. It's yeah. a sinkhole, and you guys just start talking shit. Yeah, you're like, well, I'll tell you one thing, man. Uh, it used to be where Chevron used to dig for oil, but. We're just going to say it's uh, some sulfuric acid from Satan, you know, just going to get us uh, it's possessed by the devil. It's sulfuric acid. Because when the dogs started freaking out or whatever, mm-hmm. you know how they used to bring canaries into... into um, coal mines. Coal mines. And the canary would start freaking out. And that was a sign, like, get out. They're like, you know, you're going to die. And so, like, because we can't smell it. No. And so I actually never saw anything about them, like testing the air in there did they ever do anything like no that? i don't believe they did but i know i was reading some because everybody every every podcast that i was listening to they basically by the way i did listen to a couple of podcasts they were copy and paste of each other on this topic yeah it's very like oh we just read the wikipedia and we're yeah. just gonna reread it over here and so what i like to do is like okay i'll read the wikipedia and then you know do my own research and some of the stories like I was hearing like from groundskeepers is like, you know, daily what they would have to do is they would have to collect dead birds from yeah. around the fountain and around the yeah. chapel because that tells you something right there. There's something coming out of the ground. Well, okay, did they ever explain? So there was definitely a hole there. Let's let's get into it. Well, start, let's start off with the history of it. Let's start off with yeah, just go the, for it, man. Come on, Vincent, you, you're the driver of this let's, car. Let's go. General- you're the Ryan Gosling of this episode today. <laughs> oh, if I'm the driver, I'm going to do like this. Oh wait! So don't be Ryan Gosling. Don't <laughs> not talk for an I'm hour and a half. Be steely and stoic, and be like, "Yeah, girl." Make me question my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the Czech Republic. It's about twenty-nine miles north of Prague. It's one of the most well-preserved castles uh, in the Bohemian area. It was built in the later half, later half of the thirteenth century, uh, probably by. I'm probably. I'm going to butcher this name. Otokar the <laughs> Otokar second. the second? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't the original structure that was there. There was a, a wooden fort that was there. It mm-hmm. was built during the ninth century. And that's when the uh, the fissure opened up, you know, in the limestone uh, base there. And then they tried to fill that hole and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, supposedly there was, uh, you know, beast exiting it. Of course, I don't know if I believe that because they said that was at night. And it's like, well, if it's at night, how are you going to see these things? Yeah. You're just, yeah. I think you're just scared. I, I do think that, you know, this is fucking like um, the Czech Republic where like fucking Jewish people are demons and things like Like they <laughs> have like all these like really backwards like points of views and things like that. You see like an that. owl, it's a demon. Oh, yeah. it's a bat, yeah. it's a demon. Like yeah. that's yeah. your first so go-to. I can definitely, Vincent, yeah, we know some people like that. And then we, we definitely like... Um, we have that shit here in the United States too. We have like the Jersey Devil and things mm-hmm. like that. They're just kind of like one little thing leads to like oh, I saw an owl. Well, I maybe saw the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. But so, I think people were generally freaked out by this giant hole that you know. Yeah, and it, it's like I didn't even know it was limestone. So you said that limestone is like generally pretty soft, like it's yeah. pretty soft rock. 
So well, I thought that too, and I looked more into it, and like that's what they used to build the pyramids at Giza. Mm-hmm. Like it's a pretty you know, like solid stone, but the thing is, it's pretty like uh, what's the word malleable. Like uh-huh. it's what uh, a lot of caves are uh, are limestone, mm-hmm. and like you know once water starts picking up and it just carves its way through, yeah, um, it picks up all the sulfur in the in the rock, and you get these like acid rivers. Yeah. And so that got me thinking, like, well, that's probably where the sulfur smell is coming from. If there's these, mm-hmm. like, underground caves, and if there's any kind of water in there, it's going to be, you know, sloshing through, and it's going to be picking up all this sulfur. So maybe you're smelling the sulfur from these underground caves, and they think, oh, well, that's hell. That's yeah. br- smell- I'm smelling broomstone. I mean, that's it- kind of an early representation of, like, what hell is. You know, this under- underground. underground, underworld, like, bad smells. Like, the devil's often associated with sulfur smells mm-hmm. and, like, hell and Hades. Hell, fire, and brimstone. Yeah, but the, the yeah. underworld is this literal place that you can get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they thought that caves were, you know, how you get there. And if you see this underground river, you think, well, well that's the river Styx. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah like in, in Greece. Yeah, yeah, like, that's where Hades, like, because that's another hell hole that's in Greece as yeah. well. But and it's it, literally underground. It's not like, oh, it's another, you know, plane of dimension, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's literally underground. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, birds would die in there. And, like, there's yeah. actual tours for that as well. Um, the thing that, too, like you brought up about the Czech Republic, this is like, I, I was looking at the, the time frame of this, like the original wooden structure that was built. Um, that was built in the eight, in like the year 898 or whatever. Like, so this is like very, 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 very old shit right here. And this is before like science or the, the age of enlightenment and whatnot. We were talking about Leonardo da Vinci beforehand yeah. when we were looking at Vincent's notes and you know, people didn't have an explanation for anything. So anything weird, like a gigantic fruit bat or whatnot, you know, that would be a demon or, you know, like a hole all of a sudden opening up in the ground. Like they don't know, they don't have any education about geology and, you know, sinkholes and, you know, the, the, the hardness of limestone and whatnot. So they're going to create these, um, illusions in their head. Like, Oh, okay. This is, this is, you know, very basic shit. You know, this is angels and demons basically. Have you seen the, um, have you seen planet earth? Oh yeah. 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 All right. Well, there's the caves episode. And they're showing how you, like, some of these caves are just massive. Mm-hmm. And, like, the best way to get down into them is to parachute into them. Like, oh, wow. The amount of rope that you'd need to, like, climb down there, it's just, you're going to be there all day. Like, the best way to get down there is just to parachute in. And so if you're thinking, like, how massive these caves must be, like, you can fly a jumbo jet through there. Mm-hmm. And so you have this, you know, this sinkhole, this hole that opens up and people are just trying to fill it and dumping rocks into there like well it's it's, yeah, it's an impossible task we can't yeah. do it even yeah today we still get sinkholes all over the all over the world and they're, they're humongous you're not going to fill it you're not going to fill it just by throwing rocks in there i know but again you've got to have that ninth century you know mindset oh yeah, like, yeah. well we've dumped rocks in here for days and it's still not filling yeah. it must be bottomless yeah, Satan. <laughs> yeah and eventually they start putting uh were they prisoners that they were throwing down there? Yeah, that's that's, that's the other you know story that keeps coming up. Like on yeah. all the all the all the research you start doing and all the different websites, they all have this same story. Yeah. Of the prisoners, particularly one prisoner that keeps popping up. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the one that, yeah, that they pardon them and say, "Hey, you got to go down to this hole and you'll be pardoned." And which just, I had to think like, did this prisoner like, did it go through his head at all like? What's wrong with this hole? Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you want me to do this so bad? Or was he just? Well, if he yeah, was sentenced sure. to death, like you got to think he's already a psychopath. So I mean, even myself, or like, he like stole a loaf of bread during these times. <laughs> yeah, Aladdin, got to steal to eat, got to <laughs> yeah. eat to live. You're all my only friend, yeah. Chechnya. <laughs> I don't know. 
But um, not to get too you know ahead of ourselves on that. But this the the reason why this place is also freaky is because it's built out in the butt fuck nowhere. Like even today, like when you see drone footage of it, like the drones are like flying for almost hours just to get to this place. And what's also freaky about it is it's near no trade routes. It's near no water. So what we we're talking about, you know, the underground caves with waters and whatnot, you know, going past. Sorry if you hear my fuck up neighbor in the background. (laughs) (laughs) You know, revving his engine. But I've got a little (laughs) dare. Um, there's there's no water source, and apparently it was the the structure was built with no kitchen, so it wasn't made. Uh, That's actually the thing that threw me off guard. Actually, I saw that there was no water, uh, no source of like water coming in, but there is water. So I mean, there's it's in the middle of a lot of vegetation. They they said there was originally a moat too. There was a moat and a tower, and those things got taken down. I guess Mm -hmm. like in the 18th century when they said they had to do like these renovations to these castles, they couldn't be like military forts anymore they Mm -hmm. had to be more accessible and and that's the crazy thing too is that you know when you look at a castle usually it's built to withstand you know attack from the outside yeah but the way this castle was built even before like the six renovations inverted it's inverted so it's like kind of like a prison to keep things from getting out but that's that was another thing i started thinking is why did they build this thing and well, maybe it was built as a prison, but mm-hmm. they didn't have like mass incarceration at this time. Like every no. every prison, like every castle had a dungeon. Yeah, but like you you weren't imprisoning so many people that you'd need a giant building like that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, though, too, like there was like a lot of room, so it was place where you know you actually stayed. But how are you going to stay somewhere that there's no like amenities, like basic amenities? Now that was another thing I was looking at. Was it was supposedly built as an administration center? Yeah, and it was to manage all the royal estate. So if you think about it as not being like a residence, this is just like an office building. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're not going to need you know all these amenities. You're not going to need a kitchen. You're not going to need you know all this stuff because people are just going there to work and then you know you're leaving. But see, then too, like how where are they leaving too? I. I there yeah, is another. Well, I mean, there is a village, you know, around there. But again, like the castle itself is really out of the way. It's like on top of this hill. So like, yeah. well, gonna... I, I thought that too. But then I was like, well, maybe the hill itself is what makes it so difficult to attack. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe the hill itself was its de- own defense mechanism. Like, why would you, why would you go attack it? And maybe it was just like more of an escape backup castle because it wasn't their mm-hmm. main castle. No, no. Um, they, I, I saw something else where like even. Um, What's his name? Oroko, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the mercenary? Yeah, so his yeah. son was actually incarcerated incarcerated in, in a different castle um, like that was going on like, during the Thirty Years' War, and it was actually very similar to the um, to this castle, but it was like destroyed in the Thirty Years' War, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I didn't know that there was that many wars going on around this Go, There was area. constantly war in Europe. Like. <laughs> I was like, mm, it's pretty nuts. I didn't know that they were... Well, if you're going to incarcerate people for stealing a sandwich, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some war. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, interesting. All right, I didn't know people were fighting each other like that, but especially in an area of, like, what do they call it? The Bohemians? Bohemians. Yeah. 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 It sounds so peaceful. Yeah, no, you're just getting <laughs> to wars over everything. It's like, I'm Christian. It's like, oh, I'm a different type of Christian. Ah! Well, not only that, too, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I was thinking, too, uh, what else could it be? Could it have been? Because, yeah, they did build a chapel over the supposed hole to seal over, you know, the, the hell hole, basically. And you see that a lot, you know, when not only Christian uh, religions, but also, like, um, the pagan religions as well and that's what during in bohemia ancient bohemia uh the main religion out there was paganism 
And a lot of people speculate, too, that this also was a place where, you know, it was for religious purposes, for pagan, you know, rituals, animal sacrifices, things right. like that. Um, and but, but then why was the chapel inside, why did it have, like, depictions of St. Michael or mm-hmm. uh, the Archangel Michael? Well, that, too, because, like Art was alluding to, like, you had people, you know, fighting for no reason. So at around this same time, this is where Christianity is, you know, trying to take over and, you know, convert everybody. So you're going to have people, you know, that are set in their ways with, you know, their pagan beliefs and whatnot that are not going to just, you know, oh, okay, yeah, tomorrow I'm just going to become a Christian all of a sudden. You know, they're going to want to hold on to their, you know, roots and their, their culture. The artwork itself is another thing I kind of had to question just because it had been renovated so many times like eventually i'm sure you're pretty sure we're going to talk about how the nazis took it over and like oh, yeah. we're hanging out yeah. there for a while oh, yeah but by the time it, they we got to that point it already had gotten renovated so many times so i wouldn't be surprised if there were like more pagan style artworks underneath underneath and then they just painted them over with more catholic type of yeah artworks. because yeah because they're they're still finding stuff like when they remove and yeah. You know, uh, you know, redo the castle. Like they're finding new things underneath the plaster, like new paintings, or I guess they call them frescoes. Frescoes, yeah. Yeah. Not only is it a mediocre just, that's Mexican painted, place, that it's painted like right on the on the stone. Yeah. yeah. And um, they would find new, you know, paintings or drawings like that, like more pagan yeah. in in, um, in nature. And even even the artwork that they chose to to use like the keep is like some like demon woman like throwing an arrow at someone With her left which hand. looks very pagan centaur. yeah it looks very pagan taking on a very christian looking character so it's like but like that's that's not in any like christian mythology or anything yeah, I know. like that the centaur is like that is that's it's yeah, kind of like when pagan. someone tries to cover up a tattoo yeah and like now they used to be like satanic but now they're christian so you want to like cover so it you up paint an angel like fighting the demon that <laughs> yeah like now the demon is being killed so yeah <laughs> and that castle changed hands so many times you know originally it was built you know in tribute to like some it was the son of the king yeah, yeah. yeah in tribute to him and then all of a sudden you know that got taken down and it was just like the Duke of Earl, basically, or the Duke of Czech, Chechnya or whatever Just, would take it, it. It went through the hands of the aristocracy. Yeah, so exactly. It was always in the hands of nobility. Yeah. And eventually, you know, those people would have, you know, problems with, you know, Christianity. And then the Christian, ha- it would go through Christian hands. And you can say, like you said, it got, you know, renovated so many times that, hey, you know, the original purpose of it got, the, the face of it changed um, you know, from paganism to Christianity back to paganism to, you know, this hybrid. Because you look at, you know, Christian holidays like Christmas, 90% of what's in there. Oh, that's the pagan stuff. Yeah, pagan like, stuff. Yeah, the oh, tree yeah, and the presents underneath. Like. Because that was like a big tool for, you know, the Catholic Church even as well. Easter, Easter's totally e- even pagan. Even the day of uh, Christmas, it was like the, it's it's like the, the first feast, day it's of the like... the Feast of Zol Invictus or something like mm-hmm. that, I think. is The, the winter the, solstice, basically, yeah. 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 It's the, the days that start getting longer at that point. Mm-hmm. And that that tool, uh, that you know, conversion tool, basically that the Catholic Church was using, was like, all right, let them hold on to some of their pagan beliefs, but we're just going to mask it over and call it Christianity. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that's exactly right. Like that's almost like what I, I think happened here mm-hmm. with the artwork, at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rather than trying to fight the paganism, it's just throw them a bone. Yeah, yeah. we're now we're going to call it a chapel. Now we're going <laughs> to do this and like paint all this stuff and <laughs> mm-hmm. add because there were so many renovations. Like when I was doing the Wikipedia research. 
it was like renovation this this person held it from this time to this time and it mm-hmm. was like that's not even probably what the original one looked like like yeah because originally it was supposed to be a gothic castle and yeah. if you know anything about gothic um architecture everything comes to a point you know like when you think of count dracula's castle like it's very He's pointy in there listening to the cure yeah <laughs> yeah you got the flying buttresses and the gargoyles and like it's very ornate and when you look at this castle it's not that yeah it is, it is just like flat walls yeah. it's, it is just it's a brick it looks like it would be on um, Downton Abbey or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a very quaint little house. But that's due to the renovation because I yeah. believe they did it in the style of a Renaissance hotel or something like that. Yeah, the, so the roof looks, you know, like a Renaissance hotel. Mm-hmm. The, the dungeon or whatever they did, they added like a devil's chair or something like that for like tourists to sit on. Yeah, well, that was the devil's office. Oh, the devil's that, office. Right? And so they hang, they hung up all these like torture implements and they got this crazy like metal chair it's like none of that shit was i know i was i was that was the funniest thing because one of the other things i looked up was um like all these tourists they were like family pictures of like families like hanging on the devil's office like on that chair that has like literally like the most cartoonish like pitchforks yeah next to it i was like oh come on get a picture of me in the chains (laughs) mom get me on the chair because there's so many like uh legends attached to this castle so when you bring that up i was doing some research on that like i guess that is a legit uh haunted part of the castle i guess there's like yeah i've heard a lot that that area is supposedly very haunted so i mean they're just capitalizing on it but i guess there's a black figure that appears like a black priest or whatever priest yeah and he walks up the stairs and whatnot but i was um you know listening to a few interviews on it and i guess like a tour guide of that castle was saying that like oh yeah that part of it is more or less for like tourists like at night uh you you know people have seen you know caretakers you know this you know dark figured priest or whatnot but we kind of added a little extraness to it because when you go there right now you'll see like rooms with like multiple black rams heads like on the ceiling and then you know like a uh uh that looked a, badass it did and like a ram's head that had like basically it looked like a wasp's nest that like encumbered like it's uh yeah but it's very done up yeah yeah, very, yeah. It, it reminded me of when i went to the uh winchester mansion like the winchester mm-hmm. mansion is is sold to you like that when you come in it's very mysterious and look at this room and every, this room leads to a brick wall and like everything mm-hmm. is like the seance room and they take you to all these like creepy places but when you're actually in there it's a you can actually see imagine someone like living there yeah and it's like yeah it was weird and then when you know she obviously had some kind of mental illness yeah the winchester lady but it reminded me a lot of that and especially now because you can actually book tours now like yeah. did you check out their website and all you that? get married there actually yeah. yeah yeah so it's like it's it, it reminded me a lot of winchester like mm-hmm. my time there where it gets sold as very creepy and very scary but it's just old but it is old and it's weird looking so let mm-hmm. me sell you on the weird looking part of it <laughs> and vince and i were talking before we started recording that yeah uh, the city that it's located in they got basically got sick and tired of people breaking in you know trying to you know scooby do it like oh zoink scoob this place is haunted and so what they got sick oh, of doing a good casey case or some god goth kids going up there trying to like raise satan it's like we're, we're tired of people breaking in here we're just gonna make some money off this shit yeah we're gonna start having these ghost tours because that's what people came there to see yeah like that's what all the legends are about so yeah if you want to see some ghosts that's where you go that's like if people that live in point pleasant like you just have to buy into it at that point put a fucking mothman statue in your downtown and like go for it <laughs> yeah like like salem capitalizing on, on yeah. witches which I, I can't hate on i cannot hate go on for that. it man we yeah. have a fucking make that name money after merle haggard and <laughs> buck owens like we're buying into that shit yeah garth brooks came last week too oh did he yeah all over my face (laughs) (laughs) 
Still got summer hair, baby. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, originally like in the eight, the year eight ninety eight or something like that, it <laughs> was a wooden eight. wooden uh, structure. But then eventually it went back to um, you know another uh, person of royal descent and whatnot. And then that's when they built it into uh, this Gothic uh, castle. Now this is when they did this. This is when they said this is when the fissure opened up and then that's when like they saw like all the demons and stuff that Supposedly. were coming out of the out of the hole now they all they say really is this is like winged black animals yeah winged black animals or humanoids human, human yeah these human animal hybrids and i think that's like they have the fresco of the centaur on there and that's always one of those again i keep coming back to that it's like why would you put the centaur there like that's like, I, again, I think that this is kind of like pagan, the old pagan beliefs yeah. mixing with the new Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. where it's like you're seeing what the mind wants to see and what the mind has heard in the past before. Like, of course, like you remember when we did the Chupacabras episode, yeah. and a lady was talking about how she saw that lady or the species was it species species, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, for me, like every time we talk about like centaurs and like humanoids, I think of like Montaro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's what comes to mind for me. So I wouldn't be surprised like if I ever saw anything like abnormal, I'd be like. But like if you saw a person late at night like riding a horse. Yeah. And they're kind of like that's l- fucking Montaro. They're leaning on the head of the horse, like on the neck, and it's like, oh, I see this human thing, like, and it's got horse legs. That's got to be a centaur. If, and you're an if it's uneducated dark. farmer and yeah. shit too, yeah. And if it's dark, and that's kind of what you believe is coming out of there. And not only that, people want see what they want to see too. So if you go into something wanting to be afraid, you're or you're already afraid, like your mind's gonna play tricks on you. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think that if you were told, like, hey, you gotta stay the night in in this park tonight like if mm-hmm. it was his university park and like he just had to stay the night there and i'll pay you a million dollars you probably wouldn't be that scared you'd be like what's the catch i'm just staying the night at a park if i told you, you have to stay the night at a cemetery you would probably be like oh it's creepy mm-hmm. like i'm scared i heard a noise or something like every little noise is a ghost every little like bird sound especially is just... when your friends have like fog machines and they're yeah. playing like spooky sounds yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know the mind the mind will take itself wherever it wants to like the mind is like a fucking trippy thing like it'll oh, yeah. make you believe there's parts of our brain that we don't even use yeah oh it, yeah Ooh, so fuck with especially the when there's gases let's say there's let's say this hole you know opens up from you know the middle of the earth and whatnot and you have all these gases coming out some of those gases are probably gonna make you hallucinate a little bit if nothing else they're gonna deprive oxygen from your brain like let's say it's not you know sulfur dioxide or something some crazy like that let's just say it's carbon monoxide mm-hmm. and it's just gonna make you a little bit sleepier and a little more fatigued and it starts cutting off oxygen to your brain you start getting hypoxia yeah you're you might start hallucinating shit because mm-hmm. one of the animals too i thought it was hilarious that they said they saw or creatures i should say was it was like a part human part bullfrog part <laughs> yeah bulldog <laughs> bulldog bulldog i'm trying bull, to think in my bull, head what would that look dog like man yeah, like just put Alex Jones like watching that shit. Like I knew they were gonna turn these gay frogs into something else. They're gonna gay weaponize them and use them against the, the American citizens here. That's scary as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that to me that like that's what I'm thinking though. Like when you're talking about like animals too, and then like not only that, like anytime you see a bat, like because to me like I keep going back to that. And when I was watching the Ghost Hunters International, like they they kept talking about like, oh, there's birds and bats outside that they keep seeing. They keep getting rustled about. So to me, it's just like bats. Yeah, of course, they're going to be attracted to this this place, especially, too, if you have this large sinkhole, basically, this open yeah. at this time. 
yeah, that, that's exactly if any if any Batman movie has taught me anything, that's exactly where bats are gonna fucking hang out at. <laughs> I think especially like when you see something at night, like so. Me and my girlfriend, we've been, we've been going on hikes, and sometimes it gets dark at night, so we're like trying to make it back to the car. Mm-hmm. But you know, animals start coming out at night. Animals you normally don't see it during the daytime. Exactly. And so like uh, the other day, like this is it's kind of strange that we're bringing this up, but it's like perfect timing. Um, we were walking back to the car, like the, the hike was over, and now we're just on regular like trail like regular like street trails back to the car and we saw something in in the hill and i was like oh it looks like a mountain lion like i mm-hmm. thought it was like a mountain lion fuck. and i was like fuck like i'm glad we're not up there right now like i'm glad we're not fucking with that and then she was like it looks kind of small and like literally like our perception of like what it was was so different we're like literally standing right next to each other like walking the same direction mm-hmm. but i was like it looked like the size of maybe like one of your dogs like that size you know so I was either like a dog and then it was like, no. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I saw. Like, even though I literally just saw it, I started questioning, like, was it just like my fucking like lizard brain thinking like, like, yeah, you're the fucking man. Like, you're going to have to fight this thing if it comes down here or. Well, you're assuming the worst. Yeah. Cause... So like, I, I think that there is a little part of that of like, all of a sudden your instinct of like. I'm going to have to fucking like Mike Tyson this, like whether it be a fucking <laughs> bobcat or if it's a fucking like, Tabby. like, yeah, it could be a fucking like <laughs> little Tabby fucking, cat. you know, there's, there's like fucking like, um, well, there's feral cats all over the Yeah. Place. There's like little cats or like a, kit a foxes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm either going to fight a kid fox or a fucking mountain lion. Or even yeah. a coyote. And one is going to sound way cooler than the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think so, you want to get yourself psyched up for the biggest thing ever. So yeah. it's like, it's a mountain lion. But to get fucking ready. Yeah. I do, I do think that there's a little bit of that. Cause I've seen owls at night and like mm-hmm. owls at night, they look like they have like little horns on their heads, you know, yeah. like, like they're very intimidating. Like they're mm-hmm. a lot larger than people think. If you see that shit at night, like you're ready to throw down. You're like, I could see how somebody would be like, I saw a fucking winged demon. And if you it's coming from my soul. Screech, yeah, they're you hear creepy. An owl screech, like, yeah, that is. Dude, sounds like peacocks a at night are scary. Oh yeah. shit, yeah. Peacocks at night make the scariest noises. Oh yeah, if I saw a peacock just full on, you know, raise his back feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'd be running. And not only that too, but. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. But it goes back to, uh, like, Skinwalker Ranch, like we were talking Agreed. about. Agreed. I thought they were the same thing. This reminded me a lot of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch with, like, the, the dire wolf and whatnot. Yeah. Like, that probably dad was just a bad shot. And if you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, go back to episode 100. Dad was a bad shot, and he had it, like, you were talking about, like, oh, I have to protect my family. And dad was just a bad shot and just missed sh- the dire wolf. I sh- I a shot a dozen times. Like, did you? Did yeah. you really? Yeah. yeah, and then, like, it was not 12 feet. It was probably, like, 35 pounds. It was probably just hungry as fuck because it hadn't seen some delicious prize cattle like that in forever. So, to me, like, that's what I think, too. Like, your that's mind it. plays tricks yeah, on Yeah, it me. didn't run off of the gunshots because it didn't get hit. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you went right over its head or something. It was like those old, like, cartoons or whatever, like, boom, and, like, hits, like, the side of the spittoon or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, later on, you know, the castle changes hands and whatnot. I believe, like, the Swedes, um, they get the castle. Yeah, this mercenary leader and supposedly, you know, alchemist, <laughs> black magician guy. Yeah. I assume during well, the Swedes era, there was just a flower shop. It was, <laughs> it was a, ca- a cafe and a flower shop. No, o- Oranto. Oranto. Oh, yeah, there Oranto, you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oranto. I keep wanting to say it like all Mexican. Like, Oranto. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a fucking Spanish guitar and shit. <laughs> This is like, like Zorro and shit yeah. too. Like, hello, my name is Brum Oranto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
apparently him and his mercenary army were such like uh, they were kind of terrorizing the the local local village because you know they don't, they don't have any loyalty to anybody like they don't have to protect these people they're fucking mercenaries you know yeah. Yeah. you get paid to raise hell that's what you do but apparently he was into black magic you know whatever that meant at the time I don't I don't yeah I don't know I didn't find a whole lot on that but that the the village eventually got so sick of this guy a couple of hunters uh, volunteered to go assassinate him. Mm-hmm. And what they did was, this is like the lamest assassination plot ever. <laughs> they basically just hiked their way up to the castle and like call out his name at the gates. <laughs> Oranto. Oranto. It is a cool name. Yeah, and then he, he comes to the balcony and they shoot him. <laughs> that like sucks you, you, for you, him you expect this whole like yeah we're gonna go in we're gonna break in the gates we're gonna find him while he's sleeping and we're gonna take this poison dagger and stab him in the heart and that'll be the end of all this horror so now nah, we're just gonna go up to the gate and be like hey you home hey Oranto <laughs> you home or what but I guess too that like that this is where like the legend of Oranto um, you know comes from about his black magic and whatnot. they tried to shoot him and then he survived yeah. Yeah, due to his black magic skills or whatnot. Or you're just a bad shot. Yeah. Yeah, like the dad from the fucking Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, exactly. People can survive gunshot wounds, by the way. Especially back in the day when you got guns cent. that aren't that accurate. And yeah. When it was just like a gumball. Yeah, you're firing a little ball. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I got this ball in me now. Yeah. And who knows, man? Well, I think, I think you know, you're counting on... Uh, you know, infection or whatever to kill your yeah. target. Because that's mostly how people died. You died from infection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I winged him. He's dead. I got him in the shoulder. Hope he doesn't take a shower. <laughs> that's a kill <laughs> shot right there. Yeah. But I guess he survived, and I guess he was terrorizing a lot of the villagers and whatnot. And I guess around this time, too, again, this is when they really started to see a lot of creepy, these creepy animals coming out of the castle. Because I guess at this time, they still had the chapel built over it. And it, at, for a time period, it was peaceful. And when Oranto moved in, that's when a lot of the creepy shit started to happen again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, take the baton. <laughs> but anyways, too, I guess Oronto eventually gets um, overthrown by the people or whatnot, and it's it's like more or less like a public it's public domain. And when they do, that's like where you start to hear the story about you know the prisoners. And what they did is is like, all right, we need to figure out what the hell is going on here. And so that's what they said. Hey, you know the prisoners that are about to be executed. Hey, we'll give you a pardon if we lower you down into this hole and see what the fuck is up with that. And so this is where I come to on Castle Hoska, is if it wasn't originally built to house, to, you know, keep demons in, which I think they may have believed that. Maybe maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it was haunted to begin with, it's certainly haunted now because some fucked up shit has happened in that castle. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Once I got... Oh, sorry, I don't want to jump the gun. Go ahead. Well, no, yeah, it's changed so many hands and, like... You know, the nobles and aristocrats, they're not the best people. You treat people like shit when you think you're, you know, you're better yeah. than them. So, you know, if you, you know, one of your peasant servant people dies, like, well, get another one. <laughs> so I'm sure there's there's plenty of bodies buried around there. So it has changed hands so many times that eventually it got to the hands of the Nazis. Yeah. And I feel like if it was ever going to get haunted, it's going to get haunted now. <laughs> well, the, about the prisoners real quick. The um the guy that what happened is is that they they lowered him down into you know the hole, and right. when he got lowered into the hole, like I guess like ten fifteen feet in, he started screaming you know, 
like, bloody murder. Bloody like, murder, yeah. And then when they pulled him back out, his hair was like full on white. You know, his eyes were like bloodshot and like humongous. And they say he'd aged like several years. Yeah, like, like 30 a, years or something crazy like that. And then I guess he died. Like, I a guess a couple like, days later. A couple days later. And that's the story you hear in like all these legends. Like, that is like one of the like Keystone legends. Mm-hmm. Is like you, anything goes into that hole, it's either coming up dead or fucked up. And not only that, but I guess, too, like, during this time period, I guess, you know, somebody in government was, was living there. Was that story true? Because I saw that a lot, and it fell under the flo- folklore of it, not the history of it. I don't know. It. I guess it's, like, one of those things, because once we get into the Nazi thing, they burned a lot of the uh-huh. history. So a lot of this is just word of mouth from, like, people that live in the region. Yeah. So it's impossible to verify if it's true or not. But yeah. it survived the, you know, yeah, test yeah, of time. Yeah. So, But, yeah, like you're saying, the Nazis burned a lot of the records. In fact, they, um, I guess when they... They were occupying that castle, and they later retook it. They found several like Nazi soldiers dead, mm-hmm. execution style, in, in this one room. And it's like, okay, you only do that if they're like either being disobedient, and you know they're they're just you know fucking bad soldiers, or they know something, and you want to keep them from spreading it. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the movie Overlord about the Nazis? Yes, I fucking love that, that movie. Oh my god! So like, th- it reminded me of that. Because you remember how, like, they're doing all those experiments, like, yeah. under the city or whatever? Yeah, crazy I think zombie sauce. Yeah, that's what I imagined was going on here. Like, and all of a sudden, like, literally, like, I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's going to be an okay topic. And then we got here, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm, like, so sold on this. But, like, why did the Nazis take this castle over? Because well, it's, it has no strategic value. It's not next to anything, you know, made. It's like this. It's a castle in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would they take this over? And... Part of it, I think, is because it's so isolated. Uh-huh. They can do whatever they want. They can kind of do whatever they want there. And the what, guy, the guy who was in charge, Heinrich Heinrich Himmler. Yeah, yeah, that fucking guy. He has his own episode, right? No, we got uh, Joseph Mengele. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, uh, Heinrich yeah. Himmler, he was really into uh, the paganism. Yeah, paganism and the dark arts and whatnot. And so his whole thing, okay, well, the Nazis' whole thing is kind of like what you're seeing today. Not to get too political or whatever, but they would mask their agenda with being like, oh, this is Christ's way, basically. And what they, you know, that was Hitler's narrative. But then the people under him, like Heinrich Himmler, he was super into, like, the stuff that, like, Aleister Crowley was into. And but Hitler's, his, but um, his reasons for being into it were tied back into, like, um, Germanic culture. Yeah. Because he wanted to go back to that original paganism. Like, that what he thought was was core German, was going back to your original roots, being the Ubermensch, and being, you know, mm-hmm. getting back to that original nature-based religion. Mm-hmm. And he thought that the the Spanish Inquisition, the Catholic Inquisition, was meant to try and eradicate Germans and trying to repress their religion. Yeah, and, then like, uh, I believe this area, too, was a part of, like, the original, like, Germanic people's land, too, as well. Uh, yeah. Um, because wasn't it like Prussia or something like that? I'm not a history major, so don't quote me on this. I am, and I feel like I'm a bad history major right now because <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> but yeah, but basically that's what you keep hearing, like this whole Bohemia area, like this is where the Germanic people, like this is a part of like their original land. So like this is why it meant so much to Heinrich Himmler. Plus there was a lot of, um, you know, that dark arts that was associated with this castle. And so another thing too is what they were talking about is like a lot of like the dark art, you know, and pagan books or whatever, they would store those books there as well at the castle. Yeah, Section H. Yeah. Yeah, so the Nazis at this time, uh, I got the date written down here. Yeah, 1935 through 44, they had gone through like over 260 libraries and archives. They were just trying to gather up all these books that they 
they labeled, you know, as being subversive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the official Nazi line was, yeah, these anything on witchcraft or Freemasonry or, you know, yeah, Jewish, uh, you know, occultism, like that's all banned and it's all Section H and we're confiscating all of it. But like with a lot of the stuff they did, they didn't, you know, they weren't burning these books. They certainly burned a lot of books that, you Mm -hmm. know, about like communism and stuff like that. But they felt like at least Himmler that this uh, this occult stuff, they wanted to study it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't so much about, you know, destroying this information. It was about controlling it. Mm-hmm. And then using it for their own uh, purposes. Because one uh, theory that I was looking at, too, is that Hitler was uh, into winning the war by any means necessary. And we talked about this on the Flat Earth episode. They were trying to discover some fissure inside of the Earth to find the hollow Earth. Uh, which leads back into that. And I was like, holy shit, this comes full circle with that as well. See, I didn't look into that so much as uh, I heard about like the Nazi bell and like their yeah. dimensional, oh, yeah, their the dimensional portal technology mm-hmm. that they were trying to come up with. And it, I mean, they just threw money at like anything at that point towards like the latest Well, they were the, the ones war. too that like, um, what's his name that helped build the Saturn V rocket or whatever. They were throwing their, like you said, their hats in every field, whether it be, you know, scientific, you know, the rocket um, technology or whether it would be, you know, ethnic cleansing but also too like the, the the dimensional stuff too and they were thinking like hey well if we can control witchcraft to weaponize this like fuck it we'll use that as well like any means necessary like the original like malcolm x you know they get kind of like pegged into this like they were so into the occult and like so into all this crazy shit but i feel like a lot of it is like just because we know about it like you know their mm. their government went down so we know all their dark secrets well, and like it's that uh, widely you know believed rumor it's like you watch movies like uh hellboy or you know any of the indiana jones movies like uh-huh. oh nazis were really into this occult stuff uh-huh. it's like no not really i mean like a certain section of nazis yeah. uh-huh. were really into this because that's they thought they could win the war that way yeah. mm-hmm. but even like our own government like you know we talked about um skinwalker ranch like our own government has invested money into Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. and like all these like strange things. Like, you know, we did MK Ultra and all these crazy experiments. Like the United States has done, does, has done just as many weird experiments too. And like, like mind reading experiments and things like that. So like, we're not, you know, we're not, not guilty of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, crazy... a lot of the crazy shit, you know, during the '60s with the CIA, we had a bunch of Nazi scientists on our yeah. side. Oh, like, Operation, yeah. Operation Paperclip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean, there's so, there's yeah. some bleed over with that. <laughs> Whether you have like Werner von Braun, Werner yeah, von that's Braun, his name. Yeah. yeah, Werner von Braun coming over and helping us with. Uh, you know a lot NASA. about Nazis. <laughs> Seriously, going going to uh, NASA and say, see Kyle and see how many people stand up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a sh- sorry. That, that's terrible. <laughs> um. But yeah, nope. I mean, nothing against NASA. Explore space. Let's find a way off this goddamn rock. I like how you like did the whole salute too. Like that's subversive as well, huh? <laughs> but yeah, another thing, like you were talking about as well. Um, they found um, three dead Nazi soldiers buried, I believe, like in the courtyard, and um, they were talking about too. Now this is one it's of those execution thi- stuff. Yeah, they were talking about this too. That this is one of the things that's unverified, but I mean it makes sense as well with the narrative that. They, they were also using this castle to conduct human and human ex- human experiments in human experiments as well, which makes sense when you look at Joseph Mengele. Like that was his whole mo. Now he could he wasn't the only one, only scientist that was doing this. So that could explain the reason why they would value this castle as well. They can do all this crazy shit. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, who's who? Are they gonna tell? Yeah, yeah. But um, 
when I think about like what kind of experiments could they be doing? Mm-hmm. And so was it the the Mengele style experiments where they're trying to pin down like, okay, well, what makes the perfect Aryan? And can mm-hmm. we change these people's colors, like their skin and their eye pigmentation and their hair color? Or was it more like, hey, I'm going to try and fuse you with a bunch of different animals. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, we're going to make you fuck this pig and see if you, it can like create a pig-human hybrid. I can, I can Fuck see this them horse. Doing. We want some centaurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, during this time period, this is the same time period that, like, they, like, the lobotomy, like, the dude that invented the lobotomy had just won, yeah. like, a, uh, like, what's that prize that you win when, whenever you, like, oh, not Nobel, right? The, he won the Nobel Prize. That is exactly oh, okay. right. The guy that invented the, the, uh, the lobotomy and got a Nobel Prize for doing that. The, wow. the old school method where you go in through yeah. the tear duct and you hammer in the yeah. spike. And they were like, whoa, wow. he has fixed every mental illness known to man. And then they feel, you know who, <laughs> you know who the fuck uh, was the first person to say like, hey, the, uh, the, um, the lobotomy is inhuman. It was uh, Stalin. Really? <laughs> he was the first person to be like, hey, not to my people. Hey, you know, <laughs> every, everybody gets one. Like, it doesn't matter how horrible of a person you are. Everybody gets, like, one good thing. It's the, like The United States was the last country to outlaw it. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, we're also late in the game on uh, slavery, too. <laughs> England? England? Banned slavery before America did? <laughs> the people with the fucking queen? Like, they're a monarchy? They, they banned slavery before we did? Yeah. Didn't Mississippi only outlaw it in, like, 1992? Because Michael Moore made a documentary about it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And there's still people that hold on to that law. That law was legal as of 1992. (laughs) Okay, so uh, another thing about Kasahoska and the Nazis, like, that is where they put all their their confiscated material, all the Section H stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. like... um, I was reading, they they recently found, like, over 13,000 books... They were all, you know, taken by the Nazis because they were classified, you know, Section like, H. Like the Freemason books and whatnot. Yeah. Those are just now being returned to, like, those those sects right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because they thought that, um, you know, Freemasonry, they thought it was, like, a plot by the Jews. But I think they thought everything was a plot by the Jews. <laughs> Which <laughs> is just... weird because to be a Freemason, don't you have to be – there's, like, a religious sect of it. Like, you have to be, like, a like a certain religious – I don't know. We're going to do an episode on that sooner or later. We should do an episode on the Freemasons. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I know there's two sects. There's a, a super religious sect of it, which is, like, super, like, Christian um, – part from scotland or whatever right and then a, a not so religious one which still has like christian bases to it it's kind of like cub scouts basically or weeblos or whatnot yeah but they also have a bunch of like weird pagan imagery in that too like mm-hmm. the third eye and yeah but i mean hey that's an episode to come from that but like yeah. that's so which is so weird though that they would think that's like a jewish thing but i guess they said that it was more or less jewish because of the architecture that they were using i like, think you always fear what you don't know yeah that's would, true because they are a secret society yeah. yeah and they just yeah they really want to take any kind of power away from any kind of group they didn't want anybody grouping together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah it was just all about banning and uh confiscating all this material it's very true and then another um uh thing that is tertiary to this is um it goes into like the the haunted aspect of it um i was listening to a podcast that was talking about um shout out to joe rogan no (laughs) (laughs) finally it wasn't joe rogan that i was listening to no but um they had a guest that was talking about um um exorcisms and as you if you're a follower of this show my house had to be exercised twice anyways but this this lady was a non-religious um 
exorcist basically and she was talking about you know uh, energies and vibrations that you know if a place has you know years of you know negative vibrations and negative energies like like a lot of sexual trauma uh, took place you know in you know like a hotel or um, you know a lot of murder or just like just negative things that happen like in this uh, this area with a lot of traffic and this Hoska castle has been around since like eight the year 898 or whatnot and we like we've talked about it like there's you know many murders that have happened there there was one story where you know this lady she was living that she was basically a single mom living there i mean she was a rich single mom living there you know not gonna be just some random ass like <laughs> yeah <laughs> single, um, mom, poor single mom living in a castle i guess she uh, <laughs> she got fucking raped and her children got tortured in front of her and now i believe like that the statue that you see that's just outside of the forest um and hoska castle like that's what that uh, statue is, is of her. But like, oh, yeah, I fast forwarded through that part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, there's like all these negative vibrations that come from it that explain the hauntings. Um, that's where negative energies, whether you believe in angels and demons or not, you know, there are negative forces out there, and they're going to be attracted to places where negative things have happened. Well, that uh, brings me to another thing: is what do you think constitutes a haunting? Like, what do you think a ghost is? Is a ghost, like, uh, a fully, like, sentient being? Like, if, if I died in this room, would it be, like, my spirit consciousness, like, haunting this room mm-hmm. afterwards? Or would it be just, like, in that instant, in that moment that I died, if it was a horrific death or whatever, just that bit of me is kind of like an echo? Mm-hmm. You know, it's caught playing over and over again in this space because... You know, like an echo, the conditions are right for this sound to bounce off these walls and you're able to hear mm-hmm. it louder. Yeah. If something horrible has happened someplace, is there just like this psychic energy that just traps this horribleness in there? And that's what uh, that lady was talking about, too, because the host was asking her, like, okay, well, explain that to me. Like, what you're saying is not making any sense because she kind of went around the lines that you were talking about on her exorcism episode where it's just like, well, no, it's not, you know, little red, you know, demons and winged angels that are you know these energies it's basically things that in more or less you know simpler terms it's kind of like a stranger things um aspect of it where you know in stranger things the the monster feeds off electricity or whatnot these these forces you know this basically these these yin and yangs basically they are attracted to like let's say you you died a horrible death let's say suge knight you know broke out of prison you know butt raped you right here in front of me and then slashed your throat the fuck that's, I do to that's Shug oddly knight. specific <laughs> Well, I mean, he it, didn't need to butt rape you, but he just did. But I, I overcharged him on that Z job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but that those negative forces that exist, you know, in the atmosphere would be attracted to that negative vibration, and so all those negative forces kind of swarm on there, kind of like like hyenas and lions in the Serengeti. They all, you know, attach themselves to it. Then you got the vultures, and then you know the little maggots and whatnot attract themselves to this negative, uh, you know aspect that just happened right here and like with huska castle there's a lot of shit that went down right it's there. got a history yeah it's got a long history and there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened there and then also too if you got all this folklore but i mean that's just what we know about that's like what people say and since records were spotty at best like when it first came out and that records got destroyed later when you know the nazis took over mm-hmm. like our actual like understanding of this castle and the things that took place in it is it's spotty at best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you got people, you know, like the local villagers and whatnot and tourists or whatever, bringing, you know, that like aspect, like, oh, I want to be freaked out here. 
uh, we all watched that, you know, Ghost Hunters International where they throw like the rocks down. Hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's very early 2000s. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, come, it gets thrown back. Yeah, the rock gets thrown back. I mean, I don't doubt that that really happened. Now it's quote unquote reality TV, so that could have been staged. But at the same time, all this, neg- you're bringing the negative energy into a place that already has the negative energy. Who's to say that that didn't really happen? And who's to say that those things don't align? Like, since mm-hmm. so many tourists go through this place, and maybe you kind of hear that, but maybe you're really skeptical, and maybe you're not really looking for a ghost experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you go through there, and you just go, ah, it's an old gothic castle. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Let me take pictures. Yeah. yeah. Which but, is where it's at right now. I mean, yeah. There's got that fucking chair, the devil chair. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely capitalizing it's, on it. It's made out of yeah. aluminum. But to get into some of the, <laughs> it looks very aluminum. Yes, yeah. It, that's it's it ain't no iron. You know, it has that like that age thing that to make it look like it's age. Like oh, this is from the 18th century. Yeah, like the Iron Throne is yeah. made out of plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recycled sporks. Yeah, just just spray paint it, paint it good. You know, paint a little rust on there. Yeah, rustoleum. <laughs> that looks good. Uh, but let's talk about like what's currently there right now. So I looked up, you know, the current hauntings. We talked about, you know, the devil's office and whatnot and how there's that black-robed priest. Um, there's also said to be a headless black horse outside of the castle's gates yeah. that runs bleeding. around. What's it? Yeah. Yeah, it runs around bleeding. It's yeah. not just like a cauterized wound. It's a fresh wound, and it's running around bleeding. Yeah, so I don't know how you That's can explain random. that. But um, also, too. <laughs> Unless <laughs> yeah. they're just executing a lot of horses around there. I don't know. It's the Czech Republic. You ever seen Hostel? Hey, I mean, isn't that where, like, uh, all, all the meatballs came from, from uh, Ikea? They're saying it's horse oh, meat. fuck. I hope not. <laughs> Those things are delicious. Oh, didn't you hear that story? No, fucking put me oh, on game right now because no, I love that shit. No, Do not eat the meatballs from Ikea. They're made of horses. For real? Horse meat, yes. God damn, horse is delicious then, dude. I'm sure it is. It's probably very lean meat. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 dude, when you eat like Ikea fucking meatballs, dude, you feel like Popeye afterwards, dude. Like you're, you just oh, yeah, want to yeah. fucking enter the Olympics and do a powerlifting competition. And, you know, punch some guy out of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to one of those Ikea stores. It's amazing. It's like an adult Disneyland, dude. Whoa. If you're into like decorating houses. Whoa. <laughs> you, you, you just, yeah. If, if you know, like, I like Fry's Electronics a lot. I like their setup. Yeah, but you don't take like your significant other there because you really want to shop for like. It's got like a drive-in movie theater setup in there. Yeah, but it doesn't have like this china hutch. Oh, yeah. look at this closet. Ooh, this is a nice bed. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> also outside it's of, haunted. Yeah. Also outside of IKEA, I mean uh, Huska Castle, there's uh, people basically chained together. Um, and it kind of reminds me of like the haunted mansion at Disneyland where like you have people with like severed heads and body parts, you know, walking on this chain gain and they're holding like, you know, their severed leg in their hand or they're carrying like their, their head, their head in their hand or whatnot. And then there's like a plaque pack of black dogs, like chewing on their limbs and whatnot. So, um, the visual I kept getting was like in Disneyland's uh, haunted mansion ride where you see like (laughs) the, the headless like people and whatnot in there. Yeah, I heard that too when someone uh since other podcast I'd heard described it as being like just this yeah, just ghostly procession, mm-hmm. you know, going on and you don't know whether like the lights if you see them if they're like torches that people are holding or if it's like, you know, this ghostly apparition. Those are so like oddly specific. And so like my is- belief on like ghost 
I, I always feel like a full body like apparition that you would see would be so rare. Like it's almost like never caught on tape. Um, so it's like the fact that people are seeing these things like always trips me out. Yeah, and these are like multiple accounts too. Like I could see if it's just like old Jim Bob down the street. Like he keeps seeing this. Like okay, Jim Bob, you got mental illness, but it's like multiple accounts of this. But not, but I don't believe them. But yeah, but <laughs> well, I think, I'm not saying I believe. Well, them. I think when so many people see something and they say something, and you go in and you're expecting to see that, the ones that freak me out was the story of the guy who went there when it was, I guess, closed on a Monday, and he was like a tourist from Australia. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got let in by this like groundskeeper. You know, at first there was these dogs barking at the gate, and he, you know, you know, shoes him away, shoes him away, and he lets him in, and you know. There's there's these dead birds all around the courtyard and whatnot. And he shows them through the place and you know tells them the story of uh, these residents in the castle. And it was this man. He comes home and he finds his wife like on the balcony and she's just distraught and she throws herself off the balcony and she dies. And then he goes to you know f- try and find his son and he finds his son like sitting up dead on a rocking horse. Mm-hmm. And so he figures, like, yeah, that's what sent his wife into just overdrive and just just suicidal. So she killed herself. And then he comes back, you know, later in the week, and he finds, uh, you know, he's telling the the current tour guide about the the groundskeeper who let him in on Monday. He's like, yeah, there was there was no one here on Monday. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And so then he like goes and he finds this picture of the guy supposedly who let him in he kind of looks older than the, in this picture because it's an old picture but it's the guy his wife and his son apparently that's the the ghost know, of the man that, yeah the ghost of the man whose wife had killed herself mm-hmm. after the son died because like then he turned the picture around too and like yeah, it was the was, name of the the groundskeeper that he uh had on there like let's say it's like todd yeah <laughs> something yeah like I, that. I forgot the name i didn't write that down in my notes but it was one of those things i just kind of remembered and it's like yeah that seems like the kind of it's really personal and you don't know it's a ghost mm-hmm. like i figure if you're seeing people walking around without their heads or their limbs and they're getting attacked by dogs like that's so obviously a ghost mm-hmm. like but when it's someone that you're just interacting with and it's just like oh this is just another person and then you know later on you find out patrick swayze yeah it's like no nah, that person wasn't there that person's dead and yeah i've heard these stories too about like someone getting a call like uh i was i guess somebody who would like gotten in a car wreck and like he told somebody like you know down the road like hey there's a car wreck down there you can go help these people and like oh yeah it turns out these these people were dead and the person they were talking to was a ghost like those are the kind of ghost stories that I'm more inclined to believe because it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's an obvious ghost. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's a person you're talking to, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those ones too, I'm glad you brought that up, is the lady in white. Like she's yeah. she's described as being like this super beautiful dime piece of a lady. And this to tie this into another episode again, is when we're talking about La Llorona, like that's not a story that is unique to just, you know, Mexico. Like it's a story that came over from, you know, this area. Yeah. What the, the Celts and like the, mm-hmm. what is it? The sirens and the, the, the banshees. Like yeah. The all goes into the year. La Llorona. Yeah. And so basically there's a, a, I guess an apparition that appears like on the third floor of the building. And she, you know, basically just watches everybody like almost like that lady that saw her son, you know, dead on that rocking horse as she like checks in with people makes like it's almost it's not a scary apparition. It's more or less like she's there to comfort you because I guess there's 
you know, apparitions that will walk up the stairs and talk about murdering whoever, you know, is within the vicinity and whatnot and start calling you out by name and whatnot. But she or more, she more or less is uh, an apparition that, you know, is there to comfort you. So she's kind of like when we talked about the negative forces, she's there to, you know, basically even out those forces. Yeah, because there's just again, like we said, a lot of history with this place. And so you think if, yeah, bad shit did happen there, if a good person died there, they'd try and you know, curb those evil forces. Especially if it meant something to you. Like if you were there and like, you know, Hoska Castle is like, you know, you have fond memories of it and whatnot and you're you're stuck in purgatory or whatever <laughs> yeah. the conditions that create, you know, like uh, a ghost thing, you know, here on earth and, or whatnot. Yeah, sometimes you got good ghosts like Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Was he good? No, but like the, you know, um, what's her name? Gina Davis and... Uh, Oh, the husband? The husband. Okay. Baldwin? Baldwin, yeah. Random Alec, Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. Yeah, one of the Baldwin boys. <laughs> Anyways, no, he's the good Baldwin. Yeah. He's, he's the one who does Trump. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Alec I like Baldwin. That. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Anyways, you guys got anything else on this? Um, Not really. I mean, it did appear on an episode of Doctor Who. That's the only other thing I... Oh, yeah. I saw that on the Wikipedia. Uh, that's <laughs> the only other thing I... But basically, House of Castle is basically a cube within a cube within a cube, basically built to fortify forces from escaping rather than invading. Inside. But Why? And I think all this stuff, and you talk about all the history of it and whatnot, but why was it designed like that when none of the other castles in the area are designed like that? No, they're not. Like, there's another castle. I, I forget how... God damn it, I forget the name. I didn't write it down. I, I do think but, that, like, local folklore has a lot to do with it. Like, we don't question the design on, like, Chinese castles because we just... They're all kind of the same thing, but they all have those pointed up corners. Mm-hmm. And, and those mean po- something, too. They, they mean that, like, you know, if an evil spirit were attacking, that's why those pointed up corners are there. You know, but they're they're all like that, so we don't question it. It's a, it's it's throughout all of China. But, yeah, but if you had one that wasn't, would you be like, well, why did they well, do that? Well, that's what I mean. I feel like this is more like local folklore, like, like more directly to them. Like, they're... Like, this is the sinkhole that scared people. And, like, you know, if you're in charge of this area, you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to plug it up. I'm going to put something over it. I'm going to make sure that it's a box within a box within a box. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that, you know, that was his way of, like, calming his people down. You know, if, if like, if we were living during these times and, like, <laughs> President Trump was in charge <laughs> during <laughs> during the first time that they saw the moth. I'm going to build a castle around the hellhole. I feel like that's exactly what it fight is. fight the demons. I yeah. feel like this is Trump back in, like, <laughs> during this time. And he wanted to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And if, okay. if you look into well, his history. Make them feel secure. Yeah, if you look at his history, like, he was all about trying to make people feel happy. Mm-hmm. He, he was a very, like, I don't want to say progressive, but, like, he, um... <laughs> Because I don't think he was, well, maybe progressive for his time. But he did have all these, like, kind of, like, progressive laws where, like, Jewish people weren't all that bad during his reign. And, like, that's so weird, like, now that, like, you know. It's a duh, no duh situation. But, you know, like, you know, when, um, when, like, um, what's that, the Borat thing or whatever? You know, like, Borat, that's what I'd imagine, like, these people during this time period. Where like they like they're very skeptical of Jewish people that they might put a spell on and them gypsies. and all these yeah Do not gypsies. piss off a gypsy that will curse yeah. you <laughs> yeah this is what I imagined during this time period and I think he's like that one progressive guy that's like maybe they're not that bad they just put a castle over that hole and like yeah it's like Trump back in the day kind of thing just you know let's build over. a wall <laughs> you know what also reminds me of too is um I I'm, I know art you haven't seen it but have you seen the movie The Nun no. 
Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a movie, but it's almost the same premise where you had, you know, this place that was uh, where pagans and Satanists and occultists and whatnot try to open up a portal to hell. And basically the Catholic Church had to come in and stop them. And then they basically built this humongous church over it. It got destroyed, like, when World War II was happening, and now you have the demon Volok, you know, coming out, you know, trying to, you know, eradicate the, you know, the, I the world. i got to see this movie now. Oh, so it's based on a true story. <laughs> so it's basically, <laughs> to me, like, I, I feel like it's based on Hoska Castle. So it's basically, this is what I think. Like, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, this is what The Nun was based upon. And you, you see that a lot in uh, popular culture, is that, okay, all these ancient stories, like, you know, Dracula, you know, that that... All that came from this region as well, like vampires yeah, yeah. and whatnot. It's basically, you know, mythology coming through and then Hollywood taking it and putting their own Jewish spin on it. <laughs> but I'd like to see a modern, you know, exploration of the whole. I'd like to lower a camera down there. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. We were talking about that earlier. Like, where specifically is the sinkhole? Is it in the courtyard? And I'll show this on the Instagram. Is it that little, like, janky The little great? Yeah, the like little a, fountain yeah. bullshit, janky little fountain thing. Or is it the actual um, the chapel? Chapel, and you know, people like they either put the camera on the fountain in the courtyard, or the camera on the floor of the chapel, and it's just like that's confusing as well because now the story gets. Well, also, how big was the hole? Because mm-hmm. I've heard it described different ways, and it's just like you know, if it's that big that it reaches from the courtyard to the chapel, like yeah, that's not inconceivable mm-hmm. that it's a giant ass fucking fissure, you know, mm-hmm. sinkhole that opens up. What, that was like a thing back then like just build a church over anything that makes you scared like when yeah. the, when the um the spaniards came to mexico and they just built a fucking church over a, a fucking pyramid uh-huh and like that's a thing like if you look at like the structure there's a there's a like an Aztec pyramid with a fucking like church a catholic church on top of it you can see that like in like random southwest united states like i you've you've taken that drive from el paso to back to bakersfield like yeah. you'll see just like random ass churches like in the middle of the desert and it's because of that like oh man there's all these sightings of la llorona or the chupacabra or whatever i Let's see put, that driving along the, right the 99 just going up north there's at least two like abandoned churches that yeah. are just in the middle of these dirt fields it's like what the fuck is this church doing out yeah. here is fucking uh, like maybe, Kill Bill happening again? Oh, no, may, maybe it's there for, like, you know, the farm workers, and they need a place to go pray on Sundays because they're all Catholic. Maybe. But then, like, there's still, like, an operational facility around here. Like, there's mm-hmm. still, like, you know, these dairy farms, like, working, like, not far away. And it's like, so why is this just abandoned building here? Mm-hmm. You're really weirdly placed. Yeah. What I thought was weird, too, is that when you go inside the chapel, like, there's no... Uh, crosses or like religious connotation other than that's why i think that it might have been pagans yeah Yeah. because you go like you go to like the hearst castle for example there's fucking religious stuff like all over the place you go to the mission of san clemente you do you go anywhere like hearst castle though that was just someone's home wasn't it yeah but i mean it's a castle it's a castle (laughs) it's a castle it's a big house (laughs) yeah there's also a golden pool i don't know if they have that (laughs) oh no the the neptune pool yeah um, of the Vatican, want, maybe the Vatican I does want to have pee one. Pee in that them. pool so bad, just out of spite. Imagine, <laughs> imagine having sex in that pool. <laughs> that that <laughs> is the first thing I thought when I went to my girlfriend's church. She goes to this. She went to this like Southern Baptist church, and they had this like baptismal pool. And like as they're dunking people in, it's like, man, I like the fuck in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cleanest water I've ever seen. It's the holiest water you've ever seen. Um, but yeah, you go to any of these like places that we're talking about, like these like random ass chapels or whatever, you're gonna see 
hella fucking crosses or whatever because in the Christian religion or Catholic basically that's what drives you know the evil spirits away is these religious markers but when you go inside this chapel none of that just those frescoes of you know the centaur you know shooting the arrow at St. Michael you know and whatnot and that's that the only thing that you see there and, and so with the the hauntings of this place are these spirit ghost apparitions from you know this weird time you know from the 13th century to you know the 18th century where it just kept changing hands or is it from before that where the hole opened up mm -hmm. because you know if you're you're talking about these winged apparitions you know these demons these these half animal hybrids that was all the stuff beforehand and then everything afterwards all these other people are saying you know they're seeing they're seeing people you're seeing prisoners mm -hmm. i feel like you're that's not just seeing these the weird... modern brain like mm -hmm. you know like exactly the, the modern brain if they saw something like i saw something it would be a ghost it would be like a headless horse or this or whatever we don't see no one's reporting the the uh wind apparitions no or they're seeing not seeing centaurs. fucking chitara or from mortal Kombat anymore you know yeah. yeah like that's because i feel like that's the old brain not that i don't believe in ghosts but i i have a hard time believing in ghosts because a lot of times ghosts tend to evolve. Like ghosts are always like what your culture believes ghosts are. Which is true, yeah. So, so do you think you see ghosts if you want to see ghosts? I, I believe that the, the the human brain has a high like hive style brain. That like if So you if, believe do you kinda of believe in the collective unconscious? I do believe in that. And I feel like that's kinda of where where the idea of a ghost comes from. And I almost feel like that when someone dies, like the, that collective mind is still out there. And I feel like if we did see a ghost or something like that, it would, if we saw, I wouldn't even say a ghost. I would just, I like to just forget the, the concept of ghost and just say like an energy there. Yeah. If we saw an energy there, um, it would just be like something. And the human brain will interpret it to what your, your culture or whatever your upbringing wants mm -hmm. it to be, whether it be, a human apparition, a demonic creature, or something that scares you from your religious or past, like or whatever. Shadow be, or some be, smoke, like because Jacob's told yeah. me, you know, he's told this story several times on this podcast about his upbringing in his home. But if he grew up in like some small village in Japan or something like that, it would be a completely different thing. I, I think that a lot of times, you know, like you, that's why don't what, that's what that, I think that's what makes it scary about my stories is like okay, when we moved into that house, I was about seven years old. If I saw, if I would have saw the demons that I was grew up or groomed to see, it would have been like little men in red pajamas or whatnot. But what I saw was a lot of like shadowy figures, a lot of like uh, silhouettes of things, and just you you more or less a feeling. It was more you know like let look at that Game of Thrones flag behind you or whatever. Like take away like that um, House Stark logo right there, and it's just like a black flag. And let's say it just starts moving, you know, auspiciously, the fans not on and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just feel like this overwhelming grip of fear. And uh, all of a sudden it just moves off, you know, to the next room. It just for whatever reason just comes off the wall, moves off to the next room. And that's a lot of stuff that was happening at that time. That's some stuff I had never seen before. And then another thing that backs up my story is, is that at the same time, like you'd be like, oh, well, you were seven years old. My mom, 33 at the time, is seeing the exact same things in a different part of the house. So do you think that dark energy takes shape in your mind? Like it's essentially shapeless. It is this just kind of formless dark energy. Mm -hmm. But um, 
when your mind is looking to see something, if you're afraid of something, that energy is going to fill that void and it's going to take it and it's going to shape itself according to whatever you are afraid of. What, what would, yeah, what yeah. would make you afraid? I, I, I do believe that. I, I do believe yeah. that, you know, and, and that's actually what I'm saying. It's just like, you know, our idea of what a ghost is, is, is almost like a cultural thing. It's like, you know, if, if you were brought up with like almost like no concept of, of ghosts and no concept of religion would you even like I, i'd like to see that as an experiment would you even see ghosts would you even be afraid of like you know so, so instead of seeing like a winged creature you'd see a person because that's something your mind can accept w- like would you be like hey was that was that a creature like was that was that the mothman or was that just an owl i think you would try to be like your, your brain would try to logic things yeah, and try like, to rationalize yeah. it yeah, yeah. And, and and even like you know, you, you you put value into the the concept of your own home in the, in the way that like if um if you if you had a, a knife and and Ted Bundy killed a woman with this knife, that knife is different than any other knife in your kitchen cabinet. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, there's value to this knife. There's a history behind this knife, and your your brain is putting a. a more value to this like now that isn't no matter what even if you try to forget it the back of your mind it's always that that lizard brain part of it is always gonna know that you own a piece of a a murder weapon and i think that the the i think that that's that's a part of of the human brain that we we don't explore that much of of what that will do to like like kind of fuck with us almost um Mm -hmm. because i'm sure you're not afraid of like the knives that are in your you don't value those knives any more than you know a, a murder weapon would yeah the oj knife yeah but but also if you didn't know that knife was used in a murder you probably you, i i don't think in I my know, opinion would, would you wouldn't any, yeah but would it cause any kind of haunting if you had this object and you didn't know how haunted it was do you think it would cause any kind of um you know paranormal activity in, in my opinion no no because i feel like in most houses, like when was this house built? This house has to 60s. be sixties. Yeah, sixties. I I guarantee you, someone has at least died in this house once. I could tell you, someone has died in this house. And like, <laughs> and, I, and I would say, in most houses, at least in East Bakersfield, most houses in East Bakersfield are between the nineteen fifties to the nineteen seventies. Most houses in East Bakersfield, someone has died in them. Chances and, are, yeah, yeah, chances have. You know, like m- more than likely. You know, one of my neighbors actually just died the other day. You know, mm. like, and like, um, um, I. I my mom was just telling me about this the other day, like how one of our neighbors just passed away. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, you know, it's somebody that I've known for a while. And I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I was like, is somebody going to like in the future say like, Oh, Mr. Chibita was like haunting <laughs> late at night. And that's where the fridge is open every once in a while. Or something. I think, and I like, think and like way, he's eternally looking for snacks. Like, oh, he's he had that midnight snack about him. Like, Who uh, touched my hot Cheeto. And, and I always, I always think, you know, like, um, that's kind of that's kind of like it's. I find it really interesting, just the concept of like what a ghost is that mm-hmm. we just associate anything strange. And I do think that there's strange and fucked up things in this world. Oh yeah, but I think that maybe not ghosts maybe like i've i've talked about on this podcast how i do believe in like um like parallel universes or maybe alternate mm-hmm. realities or something like that and that that might be more of an answer to what we can see what we can we, we um what we interpret as ghost and like that's almost that's what i believe in but 
I think too, like when I was talking about that um, lady that does the non-religious exorcisms, she was talking about like the negative energies. You see that in Wait, so every. Is she, is she like Constantine? She's like a freelance exorcist. Kinda. That's interesting. A non-religious exorcist, basically. And in... I, I don't believe what I'm doing, but <laughs> <laughs> well, in her Be gone, opinion... demon, if you exist. <laughs> basically, um, she like the, the way they she was selling it is basically like it's not something that I was looking for. It's just something like I always. Um, I could see, you know, spirits and, you know, energies and whatnot. And she goes, like Constantine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't done an episode on Constantine yet. So Better I comic, not as good of a movie. Hey, you know what? I dug the movie except for the very end when it's like, you know, this whole like it became like this anti-smoking thing. And yeah. it's like, spoiler alert, he's got cancer and yeah. the devil removes his cancer. I think it would have been more badass if it just been like light up a cigarette. It's like, well, I'm cancer free now. Didn't th- didn't the dad from Arrested Development play the devil? <laughs> oh, he did. I think he did. Right? No, no, it wasn't him. It was um, I don't remember. It's been no, years, he's, man. He's this one like I like, was like in junior high when that movie came out. <laughs> no, he's just one guy. It's like he's been in a lot of movies, and you know, always see him. He's he was always, like an older bald guy. Yeah, he's always playing like some Russian gangster in movies, but. Yeah, anyways, the freelance exorcist. Yeah, basically she said she had a gift where she can see, like, these negative <laughs> energies where, like, um, the first, um, what is it? The Ed and Lorraine Warren movies. What are they called? Oh, um, Conjuring? The Conjuring, Conjuring universe. How, like, basically Lorraine Warren, she sees, like, the dark figure behind, you know, the family, and she has to no-sell it because if she's afraid then the demon or the negative energy already wins. But basically, like, what she goes in there and does, and she brings in a lot of positive energy. She goes, you see this a lot in, like, every, you know, religion where it's just, like, they they hold value, like, on holy water. They hold value on crosses where it's just, like, you see what this this person is going through, whether they be atheist, whether they be super Christian, whether it be Buddhist or whatnot. Whatever um, is has a place of... Um, uh, positive value whether it be your snuggles teddy bear or whatever you use that as kind of like a yin and a yang to to get these um negative energies out well i think of more like magnetism you need you know if there's a negative charge you need to find a positive charge or correct and it's just like it's like Wait, the never force. mind never yeah. mind that is total opposite if you find a positive charge or a negative charge is going to attract you need to find a negative <laughs> charge and then force the negative charge away yeah <laughs> So basically, yeah, you have Forget to overpower. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're overpowering like whatever energy is in there. It's kind of like bringing balance to the force, which I right. believe that's what you're talking about. That's what I was trying to say, but in a very shitty like analog. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. I make shitty shit all the time, dude. Um, but yeah, that, that's what she was. That's how she was saying. She goes, when you look at like a religious um, exorcist, like with my house, for example, like we, my mom had to basically after the actual exorcism. You know, the, 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 the forces, they're not just going to leave. You know, they're going to put up a fight. This is a place that they want to be at. You know, it was right across the street from a cemetery. There was a lot of satanic rituals. There was, you know, animal sacrifices See, in the backyard. That's the part where I kind of like, because at this point you're putting like, it has its own consciousness mm-hmm. behind it. And that's the part where I kind of like, you know, my, I don't think sometimes it does. Like, I don't, I don't. But does it though? I mean, I didn't like. This is where it wants to be. I don't know if it well, cares where it if is. If it's a negative well, energy, I think it's that, gonna... that's where it's lodging. It's not like it wants to be there. That's just you know, it's trapped there more. Where or it less. thrives. It yeah. thrives. Yeah. Yeah. You created the conditions by doing these animal sacrifices and, and voodoo, pagan, satanistic like, shit, whatever. Yeah, and so my mom basically on. had to go in each and every room and claim the house in the name of Christ, who you know, 
Jesus is basically going to have a lot of heavy, you know, positive energy. Did she know. sprinkle a circle of salt around her house? Uh, Keith's stepdad probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, for the record, yeah, fuck that guy. But I don't yeah, get that joke. We'll tell you after the show. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyways, it, it was like a lot of the same logic too. And then you see this in Huska Castle as well, like where people would go in and they would have to do a lot of you know positive uh, reinforcement. But more kind of going to like I know um, like your mom and Keith's mom believe this sort of thing where if you have this, if you're open to this, you know, sort of world where like uh, I think I gave Debbie like this one book. It was from uh, what's his name? R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Oh yeah, yeah, Call of Cthulhu. And, yeah. Uh, and fuck that guy too. He's a fucking racist. But anyways, like he is. He, he wrote some good uh, good horror fiction. So you know, but not for black people. No, no, not for had... any person of color. <laughs> not for any person. No of color. pox. But anyways, like yeah, I remember her mom being like just real upset that I gave her this book, and was just like, "You're just inviting evil into this house." And I know she's still like a lot of stuff see, about like that's people well, putting like, value rock. into. I know, but a I think... knife that had no. It's just metal and wood with a wooden handle. And no, right? But she thought that shit about music too, and just like you know, they had this whole like there was this documentary called Hell's Bells. And oh like, yeah, all right. about you know demonic rock music and how it's you know it's corrupting our kids, and it's like, but if you open yourself up to that, then you're gonna let the devil in. And so, I had to kind of explore that rationale. Where, where do and, you stand religiously? I, I don't know that much about you. Oh yeah, no, I believe in va- magic. I'm voodoo. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I tell people that because I was raised Catholic, and I feel like it's just as crazy if I say I'm voodoo because like, <laughs> there's this joke. Uh, what's the difference between Catholicism and voodoo? Uh-huh. One is a weird, crazy religion that has a lot of like, you know, symbols and mythology, and the other is voodoo. But voodoo is, like, super into, like, there's definitely, like, spirits in voodoo. And, and yeah. Like, there's, have you heard of Casadega? I'm sure you've heard of Casadega. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, there, there's positive and there's negative, you yeah. know, spirits and gods. That's, like, voodoo. more like hoodoo, where hoodoo gets into. Well, I think, like, the uh, the American voodoo, where it's kind of like American Catholicism bridged with uh, Haitian voodoo. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of like, like Santeria. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, American voodoo is very... It's just kind of like an amalgamation of all these different things. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's not exclusionary. Like they, it's a Cobb salad. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, different saints in, um, you know, Catholicism get worked into voodoo. So, like, oh, yeah, they're these voodoo gods. They're just these positive people. It's like, yeah, but those are Catholic. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gumbo. You just fucking throw all this yeah. shit in there. Some crawdads and some french fries. <laughs> crawdads, you got some rice in there, you got some sausage, whatever. You should, should definitely do like a voodoo hoodoo episode sometime. Right? Oh, yeah, no, I'd love should to do some voodoo. Definitely, yeah. I hope you're on that po- podcast, though. You guys got anything else? No, I'm pretty, yeah, pretty I'm, spent I'm on pretty this. Pretty good episode, yeah. man. I thank you for recommending this. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. Number no, two uh, fan, probably, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've been with you guys since the beginning, so it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on the really? podcast. Who's that? Um, I was going to call her Maria. What's her name? Alejandra. Yeah. <laughs> Maria? Goddamn. <laughs> I don't know what your fucking name is, man. You, you she made you cookies. Maria. She did. Thank you, thank you Maria. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Alejandra. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Thank you for supporting. She shares like every episode on Facebook. I deleted the Facebook app from my phone, so I don't really know what's going on on there anymore. <laughs> but I know she fucking shares everything we do every time Jacob takes a shit. 
She posts about it. Thank you so much for well, being cheers, so supportive. Cheers to you, super fan. Yeah. Um, so with that said, um, Art, do you want to tell us about the, the giveaway we got going on? So uh, we got a giveaway going on right now, guys. Fightbackcvd.com. Fightbackcvd on on Instagram. Go ahead and add them on our Instagram and or on their Instagram. And right now, guys, you know, I'm – you know, you guys know, I, I've talked about it kind of. I, Eric's talked about his battles with depression. I've talked about my battles with anxiety. So I'm all about the fight back CBD stuff, man. It's helped me a ton. So go ahead and post yourself working out, doing something active. Go ahead and go for a jog. Go to the gym. Tag us. Tag them. I still have my Instagram. That's the only social media I have. So tag me in that shit. And um, I'll go ahead and, t- and talk. We're, we're, who's that guy that just posted himself on there kevin workman <laughs> kevin man great job hey. it, it took a while we didn't really understand what was going on then i think I... you tagged me in it and i was like what is this is this a picture of a guy that's something like my bald head debuts at the gym or something like that and i was like what is this hey, yeah can, can i ask just just about the the fight back cbdol yeah go ahead i mean like I'm what, what is the um like uh what what are, what are like the uses for it because like okay I so mean, I, I smoke weed, and uh, that's like that's my my medicine for everything. But sometimes, you know, I don't want to get you know too fucking high because I got to deal with my parents and shit like that. Yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> let's say uh, I'm you know hitting my little backyard gym and I'm sore. Like, is that something? So like, w- when do you normally work out? Day or night? Uh, like early mornings, uh, later in the afternoon. So here's what I would do: if I was an I was an early morning type of person. I would put some of the uh, fight back CBD, the non nighttime, because there's a nighttime one that's infused oh, with lavender. One? Okay. If you use the regular one, I put it in it, whether it be I used I drink tea, so um, I put it in my tea, um, and it just it helps with inflammation. It helps you like just remain calm. For me, uh, if you. You haven't, you haven't been here for the last six months, but <laughs> but um, it, it helps but with I've a lot listening. of things. I've been yeah, listening. It, it helps with a lot of things, man. I know Jacob talks about how it's helped him with he has a slip disc or something. Yeah, I have a slip disc in my back in my back in my back, and ever since I started using it, it's I always tell people like you're not going to get high off of it, but it's going to be like the the equivalent of taking like an Advil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because my, my parents are really into it too, and so yeah. I've just been kind of wondering about it. And then you don't have to worry for for a fight back CBD. You don't have to worry about you know testing positive you know for uh thc yeah because i mean some cbd oils they'll have the thc in it and you know if you're you know a fighter with mma i know my parents do they get fucking high off their shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you're if you're one of those people that you know can't have that kind of stuff in your life like you don't have to worry about you know testing positive for weed because hey it's totally thc free it's just all cannabinoid oil and you know it, it legit works and then i use the nighttime stuff because i also have trouble sleeping at night probably because i drink way too much caffeine during the day but at the same time you put a little bit under your tongue having you feeling tip-top magoo in the morning man i, I promise you I, it's not something that i would just say just to say we have a sponsor but it is something that legit works i took some the other day so i ran out of my regular like daytime one that i use so wait so how's the application it's under the tongue uh yeah so you squirt it under your tongue or you could put it in drinks sometimes i don't put it in drinks because i'm usually rushed to work in the morning i know but like you were saying with the tea like that's yeah so you could just squirt it into your tea oh okay and drink it that way and you don't taste it at all especially the daytime one you don't taste it at all the nighttime one, um, that one, I, I have nothing to squirt into, so I'll squirt <laughs> it under my tongue, and I'll just have, like, a little bottle of water. You got to chase and, it. And then 
chase that out because you can kind of taste the lavender. Yeah, you can taste the lavender. Um, so but like, I, I figure that if you put into the tea, like you get that lavender t- like kind of flavor in your tea. Maybe so. maybe those sleepy time teas, but I've never taken a tea during the nighttime. I just take the tea during the daytime as I'm like, it's my replacement for coffee. Uh-huh. Some that's all it is. It's like fucking like I don't know somebody that stopped smoking so they have to start chewing gum or something. <laughs> yeah, that's me right now. So um, yeah, I would I highly encourage it. It's so helpful. Um, you know. I beat up my legs a lot because I go uh, mountain biking a lot and, you know, sometimes you fall <laughs> and I fall a lot because <laughs> I suck. Um, so I highly recommend it and I feel great. Like my knees are, my knees are doing good. I have some weird bruises, but that's fine. Um, and they help me and I can get through this podcast. And Hell yeah. No, so I, when I, you I go to fightbackcbd.com, make sure you use promo code America and they will give you 10%, 10% off and use it. I've used it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck yeah, I need to use this. Like, my, my knees are killing me. I feel like an old man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I got hit by a car, though. I got an excuse. Once you get past 27, man, you're it's all downhill after that. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, so if you're past 27, go to fightbackcbd.com. Use promo code AMERICA for 10% off. And buy any of the other stuff, too. They got a bunch of vape cartridges. Damn, I can't talk right now. Vape cartridges. Um, I believe there are rash guards there as well. Um, I did see shirts one time there, um, so there should be some shirts there as well. But anything you see there, you just use promo code AMERICA for 10% off. And check out them, check them out on all social media at fightbackcbd. Uh, make sure you check us out on all social media at art and jacob do america that's on facebook and on instagram and for whatever reason twitter won't give us that so we are at art and jacob do a1 so apparently we're you know pudging uh a1 oh we can't represent america no not on twitter what why do you hate america twitter yeah, they're fast. Shout out what, to what the uh, Podbelly, Jack man. Dorsey. Jacob, you want to tell people about Podbelly? Oh, yeah. So we are officially a part of a podcast network. Uh, you can check out um, podcasts similar to ours if you like Sofa Kings. I'm uh, so glad I can finally fucking rep Sofa Kings. Yeah, we are a part of their family now. But this isn't their network, but one of their members did create this. So uh, shout out to Brent from Sofa King. And also shout out to you know nerds on topic. Shout out to the podcast. Shout out to breakers. breakers. Yeah, so Whoa, they. We said that on sync. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. We should wear matching pajamas. <laughs> yes, go me a coke. Uh, but yeah, if you like this podcast, you'll love all the podcasts that's over there at podbelly.com. Please continue to check that site out because big big things are on the horizon for that site, and you might see our little faces on some videos over there. But anyways, with that said, um, Art, where can they find you at? robots versus robots at instagram.com and that's pretty much it uh vincent do you want to tell them about where they can find you uh yeah i'm uh, at tequila samurai mm. on uh instagram where you can check out my art uh at vincent cruz on um, twitter where you can see me uh post random thoughts or retweet political shit you, you probably don't want to follow me on twitter that's <laughs> All right, so that's it. Anybody, you guys got anything else? That's it. Have a good night. All right, don't drink and drive. Uh, Shout out Elizabeth Warren and tell your mom. Oh, yeah, shout out Elizabeth Warren. Shout out Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren. Peace and love. Uh, Tell your mama your boo boo too. Jacob Pixon, take us home. That's it, everybody. Have a good night. Good night.